The Evening Brothers are proud to present Twinkie Talk. Bar from Preston, 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 we're doing a podcast, okay? Yeah. We're about to start. Come I'm on. just kidding. We've already started. And whoever edits this, probably Lincoln, don't cut that out. <laughs> whoever, whoever, as if anyone else has like even <laughs> downloaded the That's audio files. <laughs> I download the audio files, but so I can cut it apart and give you guys like bad reps on the internet. <laughs> this is all well, just an elaborate ploy. Yeah. Oh, nope. Sorry. I'll shut up. Nope, no, you, you no, you've done it again. Go ahead. It's an elaborate ploy to ahead. what, Preston? Ah, <laughs> uh, he doesn't Dead even silence. know. Welcome to Twinkie Talk, uh, film cinematic punishment from three white guys. Uh, Brought to you by the Evening Brothers. I am Brother John. I am Brother Lincoln. I'm Brother Preston. I don't even. I don't know why I started this. It's not my episode, folks. <laughs> Somebody else's. No, this is this is for sure my episode. It is. Uh, we all watched Blade Trinity, the third installment in the in the Blade trilogy. And my homework for everyone was to have everyone make a bespoke Blade Trinity drink. And so I, I want to start by just having everyone describe their drinks and tell me what the experience it was watching the movie while drinking the drink. John, why don't you start? Okay. Um, well, I didn't know we were supposed to drink it while the movie. And I really, really wish I did know that. Um, I have it now with me. Um, oh, that's fine so too. That's fine this, too. Yeah, this will be a fun one. Uh, so I actually made two, um, two different okay. drinks. The first is it's got a visual element, but only you guys will appreciate it. I call it Bloody Sunrise. Um, a bloody Sunrise. And it's wait. Let's let's describe what we see for our listeners. Yeah, audience. what you got? There's this kind of gradient from darkish red, okay. and it shifts up to a yellowish at the top. Yeah. And it's actually it's a very nice looking Thank drink. You. Thank Good you. Job. Okay, so this is essentially a tequila sunrise, which is just like tequila and orange juice pretty much. Um, but you got like a grenadine or a, or a cherry syrup. Uh, I put extra cherry syrup and a couple extra cherries too for a little, you know, fang bites to be exact. Um, ah, and that, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. the I extent like of my creativity, but it is delicious and I do highly recommend. Um, and then the other one is this, um, which is a bottle <laughs> of straight tequila that has been now used um, and is filled with just tap water because that is, I think, a great metaphor for Ryan Reynolds in this movie um, because <laughs> it's, it's beautiful on the outside and then once you see what's inside and what it brings to the table, it's very disappointing. Wow, yeah, apropos. Okay, Preston, why don't you go ahead? Um, so, so mine, I, I did not quite... Um, totally invent my own because um, I, I do not believe that this movie um, deserves its own bespoke custom cocktail um, <laughs> for the amount of blandness okay, you, that it so is. You, you philosophically disagree with the premise of the homework? I, I do, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, I did, uh, I decided to uh, rename a drink um, in honor of the movie. Um, so this here is a, a vampire Pomeranian. Um, which is based on a Creative. cocktail called a blinker, uh, which is uh, rye, whiskey, uh, grapefruit juice, and the really red stuff, grenadine. <laughs> really, uh, really red you stuff. Did, you did make blood. this drink. Yes. <laughs> blood. And uh, grenadine, so you get that nice, it's, it's a little more pink in person, but that nice sort of red 
uh, that is that is a deep shade of red. I'm appreciating that very much. Yeah, it looks nice. It's it definitely looks a little more red on the camera. It's a little more pink in person, but very happy with it. Pretty and crazy. it looks bright blue to everyone listening. Um, Lincoln, <laughs> yeah, I see you did your own homework. Yes, I did. So I made a drink. So I was the like kind of inspiration was take something that is actually good and then add kind of mean, meaningless frivolity to the end of it. <laughs> sure. So, <laughs> so I made what I am dubbing a Trinitini. <laughs> and it's just a dry martini with three slices of strawberry inside. Okay. I respect that. So what's making it just blood red? Oh, just, I think it really isn't that red in oh, real okay. life. But. All right. Because it looks... It's actually kind of like a faint golden color, and the strawberries are tinting the oh, glass. Okay. I have two. I actually have two comments. One, it is an incredible dark, deep red from my perspective. And two, ice has never <laughs> really been funny. louder than this moment. Oh, in Preston's drink? I don't know whose it is, but it's somebody's. Mine doesn't have ice in it. <laughs> okay, it's Preston. My bad. We're going to keep all those in, just so you know, Preston. We, we want everyone to hear every clink. It's pretty. It's pretty classy. The clink of ice in a in a cocktail yeah, glass. Yeah, it really yeah. is. It's good for an audio medium too. So Lincoln, had you seen this movie? Did you know what you were doing no. to us? No. So actually, I watched Blade on Saturday. Then I watched Blade Two yesterday, and then I watched Blade Trinity today, uh, and drank my cocktail. So this is the second one I've had today. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I should also say I, I did not get the memo about drinking it during the movie. Oh, um, represent. So I'm enjoying I, mine now. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. That's fine. I want I want updates on how, how it's doing and how it's treating you. It's treating me pretty good. It's it's pretty strong. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I mean, you certainly have yeah, so a big enough glass So this is going to be a good podcast. <laughs> so Lincoln okay, made so, us watch um, a movie that he hadn't even seen yet. Yeah, which... No, I just, I just knew that it would have the kind of 2000s terrible grunge that we all crave in this podcast yeah, cra- crave is a fun word for what we have for this <laughs> yeah that's that's a strong word so i i guess we'll get started talking about the actual that movie so like i i think we'll we'll start chronologically and then whenever we run out of steam we'll switch to just general thoughts i like it Excellent. okay so um the first note i have was ryan reynolds voice was not the right way to start <laughs> this movie <laughs> Because you hear this this whiny nasal man, and I just always I just already assume that he's Deadpool and that he is narrating as Deadpool as whoever this character Definitely. is. Definitely, but where Deadpool yep. seems to be alive and a person who has fun, this character <laughs> I do not know his name. Actually, I'll give ten dollars to anybody who could even slightly name this character without looking it up. Hannibal King. Son of a bitch. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He, uh, I, we had, we got that recorded. I just called him deadpan the whole time. That's all I gave him. <laughs> deadpan. Yeah, that's, deadpan is being generous. Thank you. That's very generous of you. A little too generous. <laughs> yeah, that was a dumb way to start this movie. That's a, not a good call. What do you think they were thinking? Because this hit me very similarly to the end of Constantine, where it's just like, why, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this at all? I had that about like two minutes into the why movie. Why is there a narration? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could talk about it in the context of the other two because the other two have really good opening scenes, like really, really fun opening I'm, scenes. I'm and this think. one just felt so generic in comparison. The first, the first one has the blood rave. What is the second? It's the one? blood rave. 
The second one is the blood bank with the evil vampire monster attacks the other vampires. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is a good one. In the surgery room. And then it cuts to Blade running down the, like, alleyway fighting off vampires as he goes. And this has an equally cool opening of um, (laughs) some people doing some things. Of a bunch of people going into a... (laughs) Going into, like, an Indiana Jones crypt. Yeah, and picking up the most styrofoam-looking rock I've ever seen. <laughs> I Yeah, I was about to say, the two things I remember from that scene are styrofoam rock and dude flipping off the sun. Oh, he does flip off the sun. Yeah, I made a note of that. I thought that was a wild choice. Yeah, I said middle finger towards the screen is how I feel about this movie as well. I just was right back at you, buddy. Like, <laughs> Do you guys, do you feel like he does that just everywhere he goes like is that just like or is it uh, like what what could have possibly possessed them to think we're gonna make a movie and that this first thing the first character note of anything is gonna be a guy flipping off the sun i guess well, to show else, vampires were we supposed what? to know that they're vampires okay until they take yeah. off their their masks and suddenly <laughs> they are very vampiric looking <laughs> right just like the second movie i think i'm gonna be saying that phrase quite often oh, no. Uh, just like the second movie, this opening scene introduces an evil, worse version of a vampire. And this movie does it in the way of having him jump out and then the lights start strobing <laughs> for n- no apparent reason at all. And the whole reason they're strobing is because their monster design is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Now, in my hold life. on. Hold the fuck on because <laughs> I actually take umbrage with that because I made a note very early on that said Dracula's design <laughs> is too cool for him to look like this the whole movie. And two seconds later, he became Dominic Purcell. So, disagree. <laughs> I don't, do we okay, ever actually think... get to see him like fully kitted out in his costume besides that? No. Like, strobing. Besides opening? the strobe, not. Like, after that, I feel like it's just like in the office and he just sort of like prances around it. Well, he. He Dracula's out at the very, very end, but he doesn't have his armor. Oh, I see what you're asking. I was like, did you not watch the last six minutes of this movie? No, I did, but... But no, he doesn't have the armor. He just never looks... Okay, he never looks that cool again. No, that is very true. Right, that's... Yeah, yeah, okay, that's the point I'm trying to make. And it is very much a Skeletor vibe Yeah, You say that like it's a bad thing, and I'd like to dig into that. (laughs) Because... That's kind of the vibe I go for on the on the reg, so I'm not sure what to do. <laughs> I don't. I feel like like Blade One that all the monsters are just humans more or less. Like it doesn't it doesn't like invest a lot of time or energy into making you like see them as monsters. But Blade Two like give you this wonderful new alley of like this body horror and all these prosthetics and cool like cgi biology of these new vampire creatures and then the third one's like no he's just like the skull king <laughs> and then he's there and then he turns into who dominic, dominic purcell, purcell. Is that his that's name? the actor's name i don't know i assume no his name's drake in the movie a thing his i name, remember we can we just can we just agree to not call him drake i, think, I just really I think we're gonna have I really, to really can, actually really can we call to. him dracula is that a possibility yes okay fine Absolutely. yes dracula's <laughs> derogatory enough i think <laughs> I also what? just made the connection between Drake and Dracula. It <laughs> just hit you? It really, yeah, <laughs> just, just now. hit me. Like, Drake makes, it makes more sense why they would pick such a lame name for, you know. <laughs> Although, I do like, the, in your mind, it was like, this is Nosferatu, and we call him Derek. Right, no, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> what happens next, Lincoln? What's the next thing that okay, happens so in Okay, so next, we cut, we cut to Blade in a almost, like, beat-for-beat, carbon copy of his entrance fight in the 
second oh, movie. Oh, is that why? Because I, I saw this and I was like, this is kind of a cool scene. That makes more sense now. Yes, because he chases people out of a building and then they jump out and land and they try to get on motorcycles and then he takes them down one by one. Um, so I've noticed, I think, I want to know what you guys think about it, but the first two movies have iffy at best CGI. And because of the CGI is kind of iffy, they're really, really sparing with when they go all out with it. And it ends up actually reading pretty well. Like both movies have a few really rough moments, but for the most part, they hold up. This movie has much, much better CGI, but it's so much better that I don't think they had any idea like how to use it well. I, I mean, totally that's agree. That's why there's a, a vampire Pomeranian in it. They said, hey, yeah, we got all this like, budget and we don't know what to do with it. How about we make a, a Pomeranian into a vampire? I, I like that they like three bouts for no reason. They ended this movie and they're like, we're actually under budget. Maybe we, maybe we got to put a hundred <laughs> vampire dogs into this. Hey, we should have used this more. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, Blade chases down the vampires and he kills. He tries to kill one of them, but oops, turns out this guy fake vampire. Oh, teeth. Lincoln, you've jumped so Thanks. far. I have so many thoughts on this before we get to that. Before at this, all. there's only like there's literally like eight shots before what, let me, <laughs> what you're talking about. Let me about. read to you what I thought. Uh, some some notes that I took. Okay, uh, okay, note okay. one, Blade doing Blade doing flips is eternally cool. Note number two, it is. I wouldn't agree. you want the car to leave the truck facing forward so you don't have to stop all of traffic, turn it around, and then go where you want to go? <laughs> and then yeah, that's number true. three, what is Blade's windshield budget? Yeah, he breaks his windshield pretty much every so movie, doesn't he? So much of the time does he break his windshield. Maybe he has a car that he knows, like has a really specific kind of windshield that he knows where to get for cheap. <laughs> like the and so like, yeah, 100% <laughs> of his car choice is just based on the design of the windshield. Yeah, he gets like a Costco pack of, of windshields. <laughs> <laughs> of 150 wind. That's why they break so yeah. easily. He, he gets a discount rate on them. <laughs> Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Costco would probably be like an ideal place for Blade to shop. You get a bunch of, I mean, a bunch of wood stakes probably from something. <laughs> I think if you let Blade into Costco, there would be a high chance he would turn it into his next secret. That's perfect. Lair. He's got because that's like the only thing he ever uses for layers are big, big metal warehouses. Perfect. He's got like garlic out the ass. It's per. It's it's the ideal. <laughs> One, I think another thing I want to point out while we're talking about the car, he turns on the UV lights and it just like explodes the vampires in front of him. Yeah. UV is so unreasonably effective in this movie, especially that I don't understand why he has any other that weapons. That was a hundred percent. Several times did I write down like, so, so we're using wooden stakes, even though she's got like some UV laser bow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Like literally you can buy a UV flashlight on Amazon <laughs> and just explode a vampire. Like, and it, light goes way faster than bullets. Like, you can't miss them because you just point the light at them. Like, it's so... In the first two movies, it's, it's like, clear in the first one that UV, like, causes them pain, but not, like... It doesn't explode Which them. It just, like, sizzles their skin. Kind of makes sense, right? It's like a, like, way amped up version of, like, a sunburn. Yeah. And then in the second movie, you see that the vampires are, like, pretty weak against UV, but the actually bad guys are very weak. And they use... So they use UV all the time. This movie... All vampires are just endlessly vulnerable to it, and Blade only uses it once. Well, they have the, the bullets that explode into UV the light. The bullets? That doesn't I make mean, any sense. You could just shine the UV light if you're already shooting, pointing a gun at them. Lincoln, Lincoln, I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just enjoying the amount of gadgetry in this movie. I do, I do like, I'm a sucker for gadgets. Like, I, I like good. gadgets, no matter how bad of a movie they're they're surrounded That's by. That's true. I like how little there's, there is, even like, an explanation on how he gets those gadgets. 
or any of them really or any money yeah. well they, they have like... a, a scene where q like talks him through all this stuff well, sure pat oswald as q where did I he mean... go where did pat oswald go he as a as a man yeah. or as a character in this no, movie? no no as a man i know where he went as a character <laughs> i think he's he does a lot of voiceover work does now he? that's cool good for him anyway <laughs> okay let's get back to blade Stop talking about people we okay, like. Okay, sorry. Stop talking about back movies to, we hate. Back to Blade 3, Out of the Shadows, or whatever this is. Yeah, so so uh, Blade gets uh, set up, and I love this little scene of of the familiar taking his little vampire teeth out and just giggling to himself, <laughs> like, hee-hee. And just, I don't know, the image of taking out vampire teeth and then giggling is so, it's just so good that to me. That is very good. And he's so upset with himself that he was tricked. Like, yeah. I feel like he was really remorseful over the fact that he was tricked with fake vampire teeth. Which is so great because at no point does he check this guy for having vampire teeth. And then the guy's like, just kidding, I got you. And Blade's uh-huh. like, I, I killed you because you were with all the other vampires. Like, I would have killed you either <laughs> it's, way. It's not like Blade's ever had a problem exactly. with killing familiars in any other context. Yeah, because doesn't he say later but, on, like, I've killed a thousand of them. I think I wrote down the actual number, so we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, so, when, uh, so Blade gets set up, and then his cool warehouse gets taken, and there's a warrant out for his arrest. And in the warrant, has a description, and... That is how I know that Blade is canonically five foot eight inches. Really? Well, how old is Wesley Snipes? How tall is Wesley Snipes? <laughs> how old? I don't know. Look it up. All right. Hang on. I'll be back. You kids talk about Blade for a while. I'll, I'm going to do some Googling. I don't I don't how, have anything to contribute while we're How waiting. tall did you say he was in the, the Blade is? 5'8". Five 5'8"? Eight. Five eight? Wesley yeah. Snipes is 5'9". Why would they? Why? <laughs> they, changed, they brought it down one inch. <laughs> Wouldn't you go the other way? No, no. Maybe Blade is shorter. <laughs> than the actor that plays every him. time he kills a vampire it takes one one hundredth of an inch <laughs> off his height that's that's why when he says he's mortal he means that there are more vampires than he has fractions <laughs> of an inch left eventually he's gonna be just like a tiny little man going around killing vampires <laughs> still so deadly but but there'll be the last vampire and then he'll just disintegrate yeah, he's just gonna take him out by the ankles <laughs> I make this note a couple times and it is, you can't just play the cool music and make me feel the cool. Um, which like, it's, it's one of those things where you go, have I been being tricked this whole time? Cause every other movie just plays the cool music and I feel the cool, <laughs> but, but this movie plays the cool music and, and I feel like manipulated and shortchanged. Honestly. Yeah. Accurate. No, it's, this is just a bad movie, I think, is what it is. I don't think you've been <laughs> gaslit by every other good movie. <laughs> okay, okay, good to know. That's a relief. Uh, so next thing we see is a scene where the bad guys are talking to Dracula. Oh, I'm sorry, Dracula. Thank you. And he starts off, you see him in the shadows as the really cool skeletal armor skull king. And he turns into the most boring man you could possibly picture. He sure does. This Not is where nice. I wrote... How, this is where I wrote down, Dracula's design is too cool to look that way the whole movie. And then the exact next line is, yep, there it is. <laughs> and I, I really, it's, a, it's another feeling of being shortchanged because I don't understand why this movie, especially like, I feel like movies of the 2000s were really afraid to show Dracula as he like really was in the book or like in the source material. Like a weird monster man? Like a weird monster man with like a long cape and a suit. And oh, yeah. Like he lives in a manor all by himself. Sure. Yeah, that's true. It was like like Dracula Untold and all those. Like he wanted uh-huh. to be like the cool guy, and this one I guess is 
what they thought they were doing. What they, you could even finish. It's that not what they did. It's, it's just what they thought. They were like, oh, look at look at this guy. He's what a cool man. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I think actual Dracula would have been scary enough and cool enough to propel the well, movie. Well, I feel like there's a version of this movie out there where actual Dracula is in it, and it's like cheesy but in the good way that one and two are and not in the bad mm-hmm. ryan reynolds jokes kind of way yeah i agree actually you the, know what? the next thing that happens i what i just what? had a thought if you if you put renfield the the nicholas cage dracula from renfield into this movie i think you have the perfect film <laughs> i think <laughs> like, you i think that's as good as it gets or if you just take take um what are that what's that british guy's name the guy who plays renfield benedict cumberbatch no, the other one he's beast um Nicholas oh. Holt, got it. Um, if you take him yes. out of it and then just put Wesley Snipes as Blade in his role, I think that works quite well. So what you're saying is what would make this movie better is Nicolas Cage. Yeah, well, that's true, and that's true of all movies. <laughs> as we always think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can you name a movie that wouldn't be improved by Nicolas Cage? See, that's what yeah, I thought. Okay, I next nothing. scene. Um, we we have this, like, little news spot of this, uh, you know... It's an inv- it's like a psychological profiler and the head of police, and they're talking about Blade. And the only reason I bring this up is because the host of the show's name is Bensley Tittle, and I just need I need everyone to know that that was his I name. I missed that. I missed that. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. And the psychological profiler is John Michael Higgins, who is a treasure. It was so it's so nice to see his face. Yeah, in this just movie. like a small oasis of charisma. <laughs> yeah, just him. Yeah, just just this like actually interesting dramatic actor who's also great at character yeah, roles. Yeah, like somebody I'd want and to watch a movie about. I'd want just this shining beacon in the darkness <laughs> that you're reaching towards. This movie has some of the. This is just a random thought, and I know we're gonna get to those later. But I the the, the next note. Um, this movie has some of the worst like line reads I've ever seen in a movie. Oh, are you referring to Chris Christopherson's line reads? Because I made. I'm referring about that to too. most of them. Like my my exact note was this ca- this cast has all the chemistry of a second grader's science fair potato clock. <laughs> Chris Christopherson can only deliver good dialogue, <laughs> and that is what I realized once I heard him try to deliver bad dialogue. What do you think? Like, do you have a? Did you write down a specific line that made you go, "Oh, there, that's this is not good." When he was walking towards Blade and talking about that's like I've I've been doing this since before you were born. God damn it. Yeah. And he just says like damn it at the end of every phrase. And you're like, guys, you can just reference the other two movies where you got this character right. <laughs> like, like when did you forget how to make this guy work in the yeah. movie? It's like, it's the same guy too, isn't it? It's like you, you got this character, right? You have instances of doing it. We're not expecting you to be reinventing the wheel here with Chris Christopherson as blades, cool vampire doctor. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just cool with him as a character. Like we don't need, he doesn't need to be worse for no reason. <laughs> so, uh, the next thing that happens is we are introduced to our female lead who is played by Jessica Biel. Um, this is also, I can I wrote, why is the camera still rotating? <laughs> and I think that point was that this camera in this movie is always rotating. And there's like no distinction as to like, whether or not it's rotating for dramatic effect or rotating for action or rotating to just set the scene. Like, the camera's just always moving, and there's never any, like, rhyme or reason to why it's doing what it's doing. Maybe they had, like, one rig, and it got stuck in a loop. <laughs> <laughs> so it would spin around, and they'd be like, it. okay, it's heading towards yeah. you. Start acting again. <laughs> okay, cut. <laughs> okay, 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 it's zooming around, zooming around. Okay, and go. <laughs> I do feel like I... And it's uh, in terms of In terms of that, um, that scene with the weird 
fake baby. It's strange how much, like, how horny all these vampires are for babies, right? Like, because it's twice in this movie that a, va- a baby is stolen from a mother, or at least we're led to believe. And the vampire is just like, cool, I got a baby this time. It's actually three it's times. three? Because they steal that kid at the it's end. It's three times. That's true, but that's not a baby. It's weirder to me that it's a baby. Because they seem, like, <laughs> primarily focused on the baby. Yeah, it's like... Babies don't have that much blood inside them, guys. Yeah, and... They have a lot less blood than a person. And they're not going to kick your ass. So, like, put the baby on a bench, (laughs) fight the full-grown adult, and then maybe go get the baby if you're that dead set on having the baby. baby. (laughs) I don't mean to critique these vampires' plans, but, like, dumb and bad. There's there's quite a few baby hostages in this So many, right? Or at least child hostages. Well, it's the only way that they could think to get you emotionally invested in (laughs) anything. It didn't work. It made me think, God, it, why, it why really is this movie didn't. so aggressive towards babies? <laughs> it really didn't. I mean, <laughs> said, well, can't really reveal ill intentions until the very end. So how are we going to make the audience care? <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Do you, is there a chance that like the director has a K at, at this point and is just like so angry at his baby that he's like, what if we kick a baby in this scene? <laughs> there's actually the extended cut has four more baby mishap with with a total of seven baby accidents (laughs) they were like okay i i know this is your baby but we i mean metaphorical this movie is your metaphorical baby but you need to stop stop kicking these babies in movies yeah they're like hey can sit down sit down with me can we at least cut the ones that have no vampires in the scene can we do that for me (laughs) Can we at least cut the ones that it's not just found footage of Wesley Snipes <laughs> kicking babies? Uh, Wesley Snipes, well dressed up as his late. famous 2007 baby kicking rampage, <laughs> as we all know about the weird. So 2007 was actually three years after the yeah, movie. So right, no, they went back. It's so an extended. It's been cut. a few times. <laughs> it's, a, it's a director's cut. <laughs> With with new archival footage now now uncovered, <laughs> I think we should we should use this as an opportunity to talk about the action in this cool. movie. So I need to know. This is another example of me wondering whether or not I got gaslit by every other movie. But like, why is the action so bad? It's so bad, why is it right? So bad. Why is it so bad? Why do I like feel so sad and lonely when I watch it? <laughs> and it feels like it should be good that's the problem yeah like it has all the trappings of a good action scene it just it just doesn't work i don't understand yeah the action is all it's just so bland and you i feel like i never got pulled into the action at at any point no i feel like it was like like setup 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 and then boom nothing or it's like oh there's the music there's the one-liner terrible action no payoff. Yeah, I think it doesn't have that like visceral quality. You mean like it doesn't like there's no it feeling. doesn't look like anyone's hitting anyone? Because I agree with that. Yeah, there's there's, <laughs> there's no momentum and there's no there's no feeling of like moment to moment danger. Truth. Yeah. I the next notes I made were just lists of like people that I would rather have directed this movie. So <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> I said first thing I said during it was during this scene, I said Ang Lee could have made a better action scene. <laughs> oh. And then I said, or literally anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if your bar if your bar is Ang Lee, that's not that's rough. <laughs> Zack Snyder, Michael Bay, all of them, all of them could have made a better a better action set piece. I'm trying to think. I'm I, I'm like racking my brain to think if there's a single action set piece in this that works for me. I think we're about to get to it. So the next scene is the uh, police interrogation oh, room. Yes, this one it has this scene where the uh, the psychological profiler 
uh, John Michael Higgins is like, hey, I think you're just crazy and that you believe all these vampires and I think you have all these issues and problems with your mother or whatever. And I just think like, I can see what they're trying to do here. They're trying to like get you to like recontextualize the movies or like kind of question yourself a little bit. Blade is not the movie that people go to wanting to question themselves. No. Like the we we no, no, all no. understood the context and we're all totally on board with yeah, it. Yeah, what this movie does for like fourteen seconds is what all of the movie Glass is about. Like that's the whole thing. Yeah. And this one is like maybe it's a maybe we don't know what's going on. No, we do. It's vampires. It's cool. But I think the escape sequence that happens right after is the most fun. Set that piece. is a fun set piece. Can I ask you guys a question right right before that? Uh, just because I don't want to lose it. Um, when Blade gets his like serum right that he, he gets the thing that gives him all his blade powers back or whatever um he's got a big boner right in that moment like did we all see that he's got just the biggest possible boner because if you don't think so watch it again <laughs> well well i watched it with my laptop in front of me to take notes and so maybe that was just exactly that square of yeah you <laughs> of know covered did up you, did you have your notes set at dick height was that the problem <laughs> Maybe. I don't know if I want to go back. I'm I'm not kidding. It is like, it's all out. It's all there. Like it is, it's, it's unquestionable because most of the time you see that and you're like, oh, what a fun, what a dumb 12 year old joke. Like, haha, he's got a boner. It's probably just like a wrinkle in the pants, right? No, this is guaranteed boner. Like a hundred percent without question, provedly boner. Why are you so concerned about pointing this because out? Because I us? need to know if anyone else in the world has seen this. I have not. I have not. I I did not notice. Heavy and I is... will not be watching it again to look for that. I think I think that was some some Freudian boner projection. Heavy. Lincoln Lincoln feels. Heavy is the head that wears the crown of truth. Okay, so. <laughs> Heavy is the head that wears the crown of yeah. truth. Did Shakespeare say I'm that? I'm pretty sure. And he's got a boner. I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> I, I cannot express how grateful I am that our shot is shoulders up for you right now. Preston, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> no, hold on. Preston, do you have any thoughts on Blade's boner? <laughs> No. Or just yeah, on actually, a scale you know, of well, one to ten. <laughs> Preston, do you have Nothing. any 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 thoughts on Blade's penis in general? Doesn't have to be boner specific. Hey, hey, Preston, Preston, Google Rorschach test and tell us which one looks like Blade's boner to you. <laughs> Once again, Lincoln. Actually, I will Jonathan, not. why don't you do the same thing? Preston, just let us know if, if all of them do. That's where we really have a problem. Ah. Uh. <laughs> so um Okay, so what do you feel worked so, worked about this escape scene? Because I I vehemently disagree with you. <laughs> oh, you don't think it was a fun scene? I do not think it was a fun scene. I will give you that it is the most fun scene in the movie, but that's That's what I that's that's what I'm trying to say. That's like saying that like guy did not have a single metaphor for that. Um <laughs> I really I was gonna go for like a spot on a brown banana, but then I realized like it I'd have to paint the whole word picture of the brown banana to you guys, and there's just nothing there's nothing quite worth it on that one. Guys, we're down to the cherry okay. juice on my drink, just so you know. Holy in case geez. anybody's you wondering that fast. what happened to me. Well, I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you why why I like this this action set piece. And why I think I think I agree with you it's the best in the movie. I don't think it's amazing, but I do think it is fun. I think I like that it's confined. 
So I like that the characters are always battling kind of against their environment. They don't just get to smash through everything in their way. When you say confined, you mean confined to an infinite series of hallways? Yes. Yes. I don't care if the geography doesn't make any sense. Why would you? I like I like a character shouting, yes, I can shoot through corner or around corners and then taking out a bow and then bouncing the arrow <laughs> off that bow off a guy and then hitting another guy and killing that guy. It's I don't know. It's just it does something for me. It's, <laughs> it's like, will this just uh, just blatant and, and uh, wanton disregard for for just how how things work in this human world that we live in. <laughs> isn't isn't this the scene where Jessica Alba's character does like the weird like double unzip thing. It's not Jessica Alba. It's Jessica Biel. Oh, my bad. Jessica Biel, where she does like, how... the weird zip thing, and then suddenly. How dare you confuse those two? Anymore. Yeah. How dare? How dare you confuse the two most confusable Jessicas? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Say your thing one more time, Preston. So there's. I, I'm pretty sure it's in the scene where Jessica Alba's character. Bud, hey right? Bud, I'm just gonna edit you. Hey, I'm gonna edit. I'm gonna edit Beal yeah, back into that right now. Can we get no? Character. Hold on. Can we get a clear take of him saying Jessica Beal, and then you can just cut that in wherever he <laughs> says Alba. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Or I'll, I'll just impersonate him. Jessica Beal. That's pretty good. Can I do mine? Okay, Jessica Beal. Jessica yeah, Beal. So I'm pretty sure it's in the scene where Jessica Beal does a weird double unzip, and suddenly she's like sleeveless. Like I think it's like right before she draws her bow. This is that scene, though. Yeah, she, so yeah. she is but sleeveless. It's, it's like, it's yeah, like she yeah, does it, is that it and then it's just sort of like, oh, now she's sleeveless. It's like, I think that is the that that is the perfect example of what is wrong with every action, like everything about this movie is it's like building, 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 and then it goes nowhere. Like it gets interrupted by something, and then it has to start building all over again. 100%. And it's... Yeah, but, but counterpoint... Um, Jessica Peel looks great in a tank top. She's pretty yoked in this movie. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. She was yeah, she's got she's freaking shredded. She's buffer than crazy. I am. It's a low bar, Lincoln. <laughs> I know it is, but I did notice that, and I I actually did write it down that she she was shredded, and I was like, your arms look great. There's no, it's of course they're gonna show you sleeveless because you did a lot yeah. of work. I mean it, that is true. I do like that. It like why wear sleeves if you're gonna unzip them? What's the what do you gain from? Was it nippy out? Like what what do you get out of that? Hey, maybe it was. Maybe it was. You know, this is probably <laughs> New York or Ontario or wherever this is set. Whatever city it is, it has no like. There's like no no one lives this is there. The cleanest, least inhabited city I've ever seen. And I think the other reason that this action scene works well is that it has a really good Wesley Snipe Snipe slow motion walk. He does do a solid slow which, motion walk, which you know I think at this point is kind of the only walk he can do because I I assume mm-hmm. he was either dead asleep or high for ninety eight percent of this movie. Potentially both. You never know. <laughs> it could be both. It might be both. He brings nothing to this, which is so sad because Wesley Snipes is. And I I can't even begin to blame him because he's great in the first two. So it's clearly not his fault. He does talk a lot more in this one. Maybe that is is his fault. Maybe he was just designed to be sort of a drive protagonist. He's a, I mean, the first two, like he's so, he has such, I think he still does in this one. This, just this amazing sense of like how to stand and how to pose. Like he he looks, he's so good at like just eating up the scenery and eating up every action piece he's in. Yeah. But then in this one, he opens his mouth, and every time he talks, I'm like, who, who is yeah, that? It's like, like he's reading off of like a guy right off the side of the screen holding cards that just say, like, damn. Yeah. Which I think it's, Lincoln, it's really funny that you pointed out that he talks a lot in this movie. And yet, I could not remember a single line that he says. 
And I definitely about halfway through saw him on the screen and said, wait, has he spoken? <laughs> has he said all? words? Like, <laughs> well, okay. Just, what we're comparing what... it to is what's the line from the first one? So, like, it's it's something like some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate. Yeah, it's that one. Like, you can't to, to compare it to that. Now this is him just being like, sometimes I like to shoot vampires. You're like, that sucks. That's a bummer. <laughs> like he he just has no like he has no like presence when he when he talks. He has no presence at any point in this movie. There was a point I did the same thing you did, Preston. There's a point where he shows up in this movie and I'm like, "Oh, that's cool. A Blade cameo in this movie. That's exciting." <laughs> a Blade cameo in the, in this Ryan Reynolds joint. <laughs> it it very much feels like a Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel. Yeah, song. he did. <laughs> and a jet like like I feel like her intro is so much cooler than Blade's. Definitely. By a long shot. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I think it's this movie's kind of like like it wants to not be about Blade, but they have to keep remembering that it's a Blade movie. That's so true. Yeah, Blade shows up and they're like, oh, sh- oh, uh, <laughs> oh, this is a Blade movie. Oh, Blade. Damn. Wesley uh, Snipes' contract is still a thing. <laughs> he executive produced this. He he's he's on set. He the cameras the cameras turning towards him. We have to make him say we something. Have to pay him. It, this movie really does reek of contractual obligation, doesn't it? Like it really does. Blade's destiny should be to silently chase the plot around until the bad guy gets him, and then he powers up somehow and takes the bad guy that's down. That's what you want. That's what you, what we all want. That's what that's all we need in a Blade movie. He needs to silently chase the story around. And then he doesn't find it, but then the bad guys kidnap him anyways. Yeah, and they try to put him in a box like Barbie, and then, and then it's all what we need. And uh-huh. then he, he gets his big his big <laughs> vampire powers again. And then then he learns to respect the women in his life, and then he he learns a valuable lesson about uh, feminism and the the experience of being a woman in today's patriarchal society. That's right. And then he cuts a dude's head off with his awesome silver blade. Yeah. That's what I want in a vampire movie. If you're listening, Marvel. <laughs> That's what I want in a Blade movie. <laughs> <laughs> did any of Ryan Reynolds lines work for you guys even at all like even slightly there was there was a single okay. one there was a single line that made me laugh which one was it and it was when it was later on he's talking and he goes oh I'm sorry I had a lot of sugar today <laughs> and I thought, I was just like yes he is because it, it was just like like that sounds like something that like a five-year-old <laughs> young boy would say to somebody because his parents said that to it him. does it sounds it sounds like something that a parent would say like oh, i'm sorry he's had a lot of sugar anyway good luck <laughs> so, i just appreciate ryan reynolds like self-censoring or self self-correcting that way like yeah i'm sorry i, I had a lot of sugar today i know i know who i am well that's what he was telling to i know the that crew i am halfway through the scene when he wasn't supposed to be talking <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Sugar, and they just right? kept it and they're they're like this guy's got something. Oh man! <laughs> I I gotta Let's admit I do like halfway through. <laughs> I do like how none of his jokes land in the story. Yeah. Like I like that nobody thinks he's funny. Yeah. Like watching people not laugh at Ryan Reynolds gives me a certain kind of joy. His entire then, character just doesn't need to exist. No, it doesn't. And you get like, horrible lines like "Have you ever been laid?" and the guy goes many times with ladies. I've never. I've never watched a movie and been less like interested in reacting to it ever. <laughs> I I wrote I made a note about that. I said, "Why is he such a bully? <laughs> this man is just like giving you useful information about the bad guy and you're just choosing to insult him like this?" <laughs> also, can we this is this is jumping back just a little bit, but remember when they take a single scale of Dracula's armor and use it to construct an entire 3D model of this man? <laughs> you can also tell that this movie saw saw Matrix but then, yes. actually, I well, take that back. I feel like this is the, whoever made this movie saw like 
Matrix 2 and 3 and went, what a cool movie. I'm going to make that. <laughs> well, it's this weird full circle thing because because the Matrix was like, we're going to take some of these aesthetics and like totally recontextualize yeah. them and make a like, just kind of have similar like set pieces in an otherwise very different movie. And then this one's like, why don't we just do what the Matrix <laughs> did and not change anything interesting? <laughs> so I, wa- I actually, I want to talk about their, um, their plan to uh, they made a a virus that only works on vampires, mm-hmm. and they're going to unleash it. Is that is that is it is that genocide? That's a little, Lincoln, Lincoln, I'm. It's a little <laughs> bit genocide. A little bit, it's genocide. It's a, but counterpoint, in this movie's universe, not once have we seen a vampire be even a little bit cool about anything for a single second. So. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Vampires do not have any chill. In this None. Universe. Zero. They have no chill. It's like it's like they they're like the worst part of any person you could possibly imagine. I, yeah, I guess I'm I just very uncomfortable with this fictional concept of like it's okay to do a genocide if they really are all bad. <laughs> if they're bad. It's like, okay to do a genocide. <laughs> I'm like more. I'm more worried. Not that this movie like doesn't question that but that i didn't question that until you said that (laughs) until now (laughs) that makes me sad yeah i don't know it gave me really weird vibes because i'm i'm cool with the bad guys getting coded as like eugenicists and racists and like old money kind of people like like it's like it makes sense to them that the bad guys are concerned about a pure bloodline or about like they're the superior race. But why are the good guys worried about Dracula's pure blood? Mm. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Counter counterpoint. <laughs> they don't do a genocide in this movie, te- technically. They don't end up doing a genocide. Okay, let's move anyway. on. Um, uh, Dracula walks into a novelty Dracula shop. There's a Dracula and, store. Uh, is that a real thing? It's really mad. Is a Dracula store a thing I've that exists? I've never been to a Dracula store. I mean, depends on what city they're in. I assume like a big enough city could have like enough business to support a Dracula specific Doesn't store. Doesn't it feel like it would be Portland though, or like Austin, like one of those cities where they're like, "This is weird." And yeah, we're it's cool one of those weird it. cities. <laughs> we're, we're weird because we like kitschy, kitschy '60s Universal monster yeah. stuff. Is there a Frankenstein store? Yeah, it's right across the street. <laughs> it's just like a block of Universal monsters. No, actually, actually, they it's seasonal. So like, since it's um, early May, they switch it. They they make it the Dracula store, and then in in uh, November it'll switch to being the the Frankenstein store, that. and then it's the Mummy store, and then and it's then. a Spirit Halloween, and then nothing and it's happens. A Spirit Halloween for three yeah. weeks. <laughs> then nothing happens for like uh, for another. And two in that weeks. section, it's the Invisible Man store. <laughs> it's just <Yeah>. empty. <laughs> They, they tell you that you're not allowed to go into the Invisible Man store and try to buy anything, but I know oh, better. No. I know what, what they're trying to They'll pull. take your money. It's just they are a guy <laughs> in the alley. Is that what an NFT is? I think I just got him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, where you, it's where you buy Count Chocula from an Invisible Man. <laughs> Guys, this is a keeper. This uh, we, is a keeper of an episode. We're actually making an episode of a podcast, which hasn't been true every time. I'm very sorry about that. Last time, (laughs) I think it's a fun quirk that um, Jessica Biel's character makes playlists. Do you think that's a fun quirk? I think that's the most annoying thing I've ever seen. There was there was going to be a turn to that sentence, but the problem is one: the music never lines up with her like pressing play on the music. It's just playing already, and so it's like this uh, this feeling of like that the music is coming from her doesn't make doesn't like read when you actually watch a movie. Second of all. How can any single person listen to just like generic electronic house music all the time? 
Well, I would assume she has multiple iPods a la Baby Driver, where one of them is her fighting uh, iPod, and that's where she's got all of her electronic music. And then the <laughs> other one is like her bath iPod, and then like a like yeah. a park walking iPod, and that's just got like a bunch of lumineers on it. I like, see. I assume that's what's going on. And there's there's got to be a, a distinct iPod just for... Uh, gains for yeah for for sick sick gains and, and getting swole sick arm gains yeah <laughs> definitely no absolutely they really do make a big deal out of that in the movie though and it never pays off it never i think and there's only like one shot of her actually fighting with earbuds in right that's very true yeah, it's lame like i think it's i think it's fine i think her sitting in the back seat with her with her 2000 five mac pro sinking over firewire to the ipod i it's i like the vibe i think it's fine it's got this cr- this like crunchy gross like 2000s quality to it but i just really they, they don't go anywhere i with do it. i do love when she puts the earbuds in and she has to like loop the wire around her her back and you're like man what a day what a day that was <laughs> what an era what an era when i used to walk and then sometimes my thumbs would get caught in it and tear out my eardrums it was just such a wonderful time (laughs) this movie makes spider-man 3 look like well spider-man 3 (laughs) it (laughs) also makes it look quite a bit more like spider-man 1 and 2 (laughs) (laughs) there are too many daylight scenes in this movie movie about vampires i agree with you (laughs) like there's just far too much daylight it's like this movie needs to be gritty and grungy and like you, you should be able to smell the grease on the walls. I can smell movie. nothing in this movie, and that's upsetting to me. <laughs> Sometimes I like to say things just to say, see Preston's disappointed face. <laughs> it's kind of... I fully agree with you. There's, this movie does not have a smell to no, it at all. No olfactory presence It doesn't whatsoever. have a look. It doesn't have a smell. Barely even has a taste. It almost doesn't have a taste. <laughs> yeah, what's next? What, what do we got? We have the chase scene, the pretty boring chase scene, where he chases Dracula, Dracula, and then Dracula disappears, bent on making this movie last mm-hmm. even longer. Um, Let's say there's a, there's a chase scene. This movie. Why does Dracula talk like that? Why does he talk so weird? Well, because he's got to be a big Dracula man. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, so there, that chase scene, it's dumb. It's dumb. Uh, chase scene. <laughs> what happens in this chase scene? They're definitely, it's like on it's foot. It's liberal. not on a car, if that helps. There's no cars involved. It's on foot through a couple of buildings onto a roof. You see how much better Wesley oh, Snipes is at right. like jumping yeah, than that it, other it's, guy. It's like, oh, look, vampires can somehow smash through walls. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, he does that right. ridiculous little jump up onto the ledge. It's I'm adorable. I'm yeah. yeah. I, no, I think we cannot fault it for Blade doing ridiculous jumps. I think I'm here for Blade doing ridiculous little I, jumps. I, I'm not saying it's a bad concept. I'm saying I wish the ridiculous little jumps didn't feel like an accident. I wish the movie, I wish the movie had the, for his own the balls to have him do more ridiculous little jumps so I didn't go, did you just not have a way to cut? Like, was there other action in there that you cut out? <laughs> I mean, that's that's why the action in this movie is so lame, is that all of Wesley Snipes' poses look so good. <laughs> yeah, so you see a pose, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait. And then you realize that you're watching Blade Trinity, and then Ryan Reynolds comes Trin- in and flips off the camera and then takes it off his pants and moons us. <laughs> it's in the extended oh, cut. It's I, in the baby Yeah, that's my cut. bad. I watched, I watched the theatrical. <laughs> so the next scene that happens... Do you want to keep going chronologically or do you want to switch uh, we've to almost, general We've thoughts? almost landed the plane, chronologically speaking. We've almost landed the planes. So we see the blood farm. Um, oh, yeah. It's kind of horrifying. Yeah, where everybody's it's like vacuum sealed. It's the one instance sealed. of like actual... <laughs> yeah, I think that was actually kind of gross and creepy. I agree. I forgot 
that that scene is so interesting i forgot it was in this movie <laughs> you're like people couldn't have possibly yeah. been in this i was movie. like that must have been blade 2 where the good thing happened <laughs> and it's it's one of those things like it is interesting but it's so frustrating because you're like this could have like we could have made a movie about just a vampire who's doing this kind yeah. of thing for sure yeah and i like that there's in this movie there's a guy who's like i'm gonna do a genocide against humans and we're all like bad that's no good don't do that <laughs> no good humans are good humans we've are fine. seen plenty of evidence in these movies that at least blade is good and he's half human so i need to i need to know something so the next thing that happens after that is dracula invades dracula Thank sorry you. Lincoln, invades every time you say it not the house good, and then you say it extremely good <laughs> dracula invades the warehouse and he like almost he kills everybody and then he almost kills the one girl who's blind, right? Oh, yeah. I thought he did. And she's, like, dying. She's, like, hanging on the wall, and she's yeah, dying. like, like and a Jesus would. Then, like a Jesus would. And then Jessica Biel cuts her out, like, off of the wall, and then is holding her. And Blade just goes, use yeah. it. Use right. it. Oh. What is he, what's he, he talking use about? use your rage. Re- is that? She's definitely really? a dead person. 100%. Yeah, that, that's a corpse yeah, she should Yeah. I don't. Why is she? Why is Blade saying you? I thought he was saying like. So he's. I was gonna say he's doing a Palpatine (laughs) kind of thing. (laughs) Strike me down. Do it. (laughs) It's you know. I I feel like there's definitely a scene in this movie where she talks about how she just like represses her rage all the time, and then somebody was like, "Well, that's a bit. That's a bit like woke, isn't it? That's upsetting. Women having emotions. We shouldn't do that. And then and then. No, women should have biceps. They shouldn't have emotions. They should have biceps and tunes. They should deal with the same way men deal with it. (laughs) By getting swollen and listening to terrible music. And shooting people by bouncing arrows off of other people. Like like a man Just like all men. So the next thing that happens is... It's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, he's he's got a nail down. You should get a job moving this movie forward. Get a t-shirt that says, so the next thing that happens is... The next thing that happens is... (laughs) I think I think that uh, what is this four episodes in? I think we're ready to expand. It's about merch time to finally <laughs> open a merch shop. They've been, all three of our listeners have been clamoring. <laughs> so so go to twinky dash talk dot biz dot biz dot org dot gov dot biz dot org dot gov and and buy your so the next thing that happens is dot 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 t shirt today. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds gets captured and he's uh, he's making jokes because he's he's got a sprightly charm about him that he's got to. Uh, to, to show the camera. He sure does. One of the other vampires shouts, we are not saying the word dick anymore. Yeah, they do. They, they do. And they like full on go, okay, we're done with that in this script. No, thanks. And this is just a, a counter example to you. This is an example of a vampire having a little bit of chill and being cool. Okay. You know what, Lincoln, now that you say that, I do think genocide's bad. Thank you for turning me around on that. I think uh, you have shown me the error of my ways. Now that that vampire said, we got to stop using the word dick so much. I think we shouldn't do a genocide to all of them. And, um, the same vampire tells Ryan, I know what you really fear. You fear, uh, becoming a vampire again, but that is incorrect. That's wrong because what he actually fears is challenging dramatic roles. <laughs> yeah, it's not like whatever his character name was, Lincoln. I know you know for some reason. Hannibal King. What a dumb name. That's like, those are the two least interesting names they could have chosen for that guy. <laughs> yeah, they really should have just called him Ryan. Yeah, Reynolds. or just like Billy Chestnut. That'd be something. <laughs> Billy, Billy, Billy Chestnut, intrepid boy detective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't. 
Don't worry, mister. Billy Chestnut is on the case. <laughs> I'll figure out which vampire killed your wife and child. <laughs> Buy your Billy Chestnut is on the case t-shirts now <laughs> at twinkie-tot.biz. How did you get him so fast? He just like, he inhabited your body for a second. <laughs> the goof but I can't do it <laughs> I'm calling an exorcist <laughs> oh. oh man alright well it was nice to see you Billy I'll see you in another 100 years as I assume this is how that works can, can we have Billy Chestnut just as a fourth character on this on this podcast fourth character on the We'll phone in Billy, Billy Chestnut. Billy, it's like a like an option. He shows up every like every four episodes at the end, and he just says like, "You guys are dumb." Billy, 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 say that for us. And that was more entertaining than the entirety of Blazer. Definitely, it was. It's not even close. <laughs> what? So what happens next, Lincoln? The next thing that happens is what happens next. Oh, no, but there's an arrow montage beforehand. There is an the dumbest, with the dumbest sound I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, she keeps shooting arrows. And so I, I don't know a lot about bows, but like, I don't think you can just like dial them so that they just continuously get stronger every time you pull them. I'm pretty them. sure you can if you use your rage. Um, I'm pretty sure if you use it. Kristen, I have this weird feeling that you know more about bowmanship than us. He definitely us. does. So, what do you got? Would you care to elucidate? Let me consult the expert. Preston, you know cool things about what adults might do in their downtime. What happens here? I don't know if I'm more of an expert on archery than the, the, right. the two of you. Yeah, but um, look at us and then but, say that out loud. But but no, <laughs> that is not at all how that works. <laughs> because... The, 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 the feet per second, the speed, which is what that machine is measuring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you would not FPS. be able to increase your the speed of your arrows by simply just believing in yourself. <laughs> so it is a montage. So could we possibly believe that she was like somehow like adjusting the pull weight on the bow? I, I, I mean, potentially. She was like tightening the bow so that it lets it out faster. Pick oh, pick me. Yes, Jonathan. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Hi, uh, thank you, Senator. Uh, it's me, John Bonjour of the Dum Dum Pines. Um, do you? Would you say that it's possible to increase your speed and/or strength and/or cool bow hitting power um, if you want it bad enough? Uh, no, you'd have to. Adjust uh, yeah, Senator. I actually have the same the question. Yeah. Okay. Tension. Okay. Um, what about personal right. tension, like heart heart tension? If your heart's real tense. Yeah. 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 I've heard about the phrase heart strings. Oh. Uh, does that have anything yeah. to do with, with archery? Is there something there? Uh, for, you know, <laughs> Senator. You, you guys, you guys, uh, you guys try that out and let me know how it works out for you. Yeah, we will. Well, what if she used it? Yeah. No, that's guys. Yeah. What if she Lincoln, used that's it? A, that's a good question. What if you did in fact use it? Yeah. What if she just fucking yeah, what used if she it? Used, what if she went on ahead and used it? <laughs> what if she stepped up to the plate and used it? And then used it. 
What if she took that weird, dumb compound bow that can shoot around corners and what used she, it? What if she swiped her bus card, got on the bus, took a nice ride, got off the bus, and used it? What if she sat at the bench press, did 100,000 curls, ripped off her tank top sleeves, mm-hmm. and used it? What if she it? flew directly into space with the power of biceps and then just used it? What if she downloaded R&B Electronica on iTunes music store for 99 mm-hmm. cents a piece mm-hmm. and she got her iPod classic out and plugged in the firewire to her Mac mm-hmm. pro and synced over a 120 hot new tracks and That's used good, it. Now, now what about follow then? up. What if she got a gift card to second and Charles from her grandma who knew she liked nerd shit. And then she went to a second in Charles, used that gift card, found out that there was actually just $2, not $20, because her grandma's bad at typing numbers, and then used it. To buy a single secondhand book. To get three quarters of the novel Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, what if? What if? What if she did that? We're blowing this thing (laughs) wide open. With the bow work then pressed in. No. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Oh, cool. I don't believe so. so. What okay, happens? We're good. What happens next, Lincoln? But I... <laughs> so they have one special evil arrow that can kill Dracula. So they got to use it right. And so they uh, they go into the bad guy's base. So they have one special arrow. They go to the villain's base, which unlike every other movie where the base actually has some sort of dramatic or thematic importance to the story, hey. uh, this base is completely anonymous and doesn't have a this location. It's got stairs. What are you talking about? It's got some stairs. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. it's got some stairs and a piece of glass. They do a big jump over the do glass. Do you see a stairs. single character ingress or egress this building? Excuse me? Those, does a single character walk into on. or exit out Thanks, of Preston. this building? You know I'm a dumb dumb for dumb dumb times. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a, what, what's, um, John, honestly, I've, I had to look up the word umbrage because you've now used that at least twice <laughs> in this one episode. And I, yeah, umbrage is the bad guy from the fifth Harry Potter book. <laughs> no, that's, um, that's Umbledore. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, sorry. it's okay. <laughs> I get them all. Yeah, it's up. okay. Not all of us can be Harry Potter experts like I am. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So anyways. They go to this terrible base, which really should have been a nightclub. It has all the trappings of one, except it's empty. Um, and there's one of the most uh, disappointing sword fights I've ever seen. I do like that he, I like the line. This is the only line from Dracula that worked for me. And I, I can't tell you why, because it's the dumbest line in the movie. But Blade says something, 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 motherfucker. And Dracula goes, motherfucker, I like that. And then he tries to fight him real good. <laughs> and I wrote, why isn't he in his monster form for this climactic fight? And I, yeah, he turns into it, but why wasn't he too the little whole time? too late, Mon Frere? Like it's no good at that point. And and by the whole time, I mean the entire movie. Like why wasn't he just a monster? Thank you. This has been my problem with this movie the whole time. Make him a big yucky man. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we de- it's oh, what I, we deserve. I, use of the word yucky. I huh? don't know. I don't. I don't know how I feel about you just saying yucky he's a big like yucky that. man i don't know he's got all the all the <laughs> yuck to him did you have okay. thoughts on the vampire dogs like did you no th- but they're kind of like this really terrible first draft of the dogs from stranger they things they did feel very stranger thingsy how the sides of their mouths open up and then it's this weird sense of like ah okay we learned our lesson we got we got it better yeah. next time we did a better job. 
I do appreciate that the dog suit like it's Stranger Things was made in the two thousands. It's just oh, they, hey, yeah, they funny. Have, they have zero, Here's zero a vampire pomeranian. That's it. When when you see those dogs with their CGI mouths open, how much of you did you, like how much did you expect Kevin Hart to just jump out of the side of the frame and start commenting on uh, it? I expected Kevin Hart's voice like, to come out of one of those dogs. <laughs> is what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Can you put... Then the next thing that okay, happens... Okay, I got questions about oh. the vampire dogs. Nobody else is going to talk about the vampire dogs. I'm going to hold the torch for these vampire dogs. Can you put vampire DNA in, in other animals? Is that assumed? I don't know. Maybe it was like... There was like a, a, a dogula, if you will, that was the source of all vampire dogs. Blade Trinidog? Trinidog? Presumably vampires get lonely. You bite a dog and then suddenly boom... Yeah, man's best friend. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Preston, vampires don't bite humans because they're lonely. <laughs> what are you? What were you trying to imply? Disagree. They definitely do. That's exactly I, what. Did, did you not hear the whole Ryan Reynolds like why he was in the movie? <laughs> you mean cash? Like a <laughs> dump truck full of cash? I assume. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because Preston Ryan Reynolds was not, in fact, using. No, it he used it not the, at all. Yeah. Wait, I need to know what you're trying to say, though. I still don't get it. <laughs> well, it was like the whole thing is like he was like dating the one chick, um, the uh-huh. one, the the with the second coolest name in the movie, um, Danica Talos. All right. Yeah, only second to Bensley Tittle. <laughs> My bad. Third coolest name in the movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> what is the second coolest Blade? Are you Blade? Yeah. Okay. I feel like you kind of have to. Because it's not Heathridge Church King or whatever right, Ryan Reynolds' exactly. name is. <laughs> and it's not Abigail. <laughs> okay, wait. What, what are you trying to say? So, he, yeah, he dates that chick. Right. And presumably was turned into a vampire. Right. By her. Exactly. Because she was Because she was lonely. lonely. I'm Oh, you're saying that... Oh, I thought you were trying to imply that the vampire wanted to have sex with a dog. Oh, you thought sexually lonely. lonely, not man's best friend lonely. No, yeah, okay, I get it. I get it now, we're good. John, please tell me... <laughs> no, I was tracking with you, not once okay. did I did the, okay. the thought of sexual vampire dogs okay. enter okay. my mind. I just wanted to make sure that it, it wasn't a miscommunication on my part. <laughs> no, it was 100% Lincoln just putting his own kind of hopes and dreams okay. on that Link- one. Lincoln, you're clearly not using it right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Lincoln, can you go on ahead and use it? Um, so that that's pretty that's much the movie. movie. It ends yeah. after that. What a great movie. Man, I, I love that movie. <laughs> Blade 2. Blade 3. Blade, Blade, Blade Trinity, Trinity. On a scale of 1 to Good 10, how much do you think this movie used it? <laughs> 10. <laughs> Preston? Uh, 7 and 3 quarters. I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it an 8.35. That's a pretty... Our average is like a is like an 8 and a half yeah. now. Regardless of what we thought about this movie, we are sure that it, in fact, <laughs> did... It Use used it. it, and I think that's how we measure movies from now on. I think that's that's going to be it. We're rounded the corner. We're ready to talk about what our next yeah. uh, Which film is going to be. It's first Tone's it, turn. It is. It is my turn. My my new choice. Because I, I have one. Okay. I'm okay. at least prepared. Um, it is still 2000s. It's not quite as grunge. Yes. It's bad. It's kind of grungy. 
Um, so we were watching <laughs> yes. uh, Wanted. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I spend so much of my youth watching terrible movies when I could have just waited for this podcast? I feel like every time you guys are like, we're going to watch this. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Every time. Okay, go ahead. Oh, Tell yeah, us what the homework, homework is. Okay. Uh, behind this movie, there's a group of assassins. Um, and they kind of have, have this front of a weaving uh, operation. And so your homework is to figure out, if you were founding your own fraternity of assassins, uh, what your front would be. Uh, well, thank you all for listening to Twinkie Talk, presented by the Evening Brothers. I have been uh, Brother John. I have been Brother Lincoln. I'm Brother Preston. He is currently Brother Preston. We, we all did past tense except Preston, so... Except I Preston. I screw this up. You well, guys know that. <laughs> Preston is eternal. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Keep it real. Do we end with keep it real now? What happens? Use it. All right.